0: You're going to love this. Just love it. Sure, that's what they always say.
1: Well, I don't know why I came here tonight I got the feeling that something right Uh Oh,
0: it absolutely isn't. I'm so (laughs)
1: scared in case I fall off my chair
0: From Pacifica Radio's KPFK in Los Angeles, this is your broadcast, As heard on 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. FM, KYAQ on the beautiful Oregon Central Coast. 93 FM, WLRI in lovely Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, of course, coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK.org. On the iTunes, streaming on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, Radio or not, Radio Free Brooklyn, and Radio Sputnik, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us for another thrilling, action-packed adventure, and boy, howdy. Do we have one for you Uh, once again today? Election Day, of course, was on Tuesday. And as I promised on Tuesday's show, oh, brother, concerns about that election and the integrity of that election often don't even begin to reveal themselves until the hours and days and weeks and sometimes months and sometimes even years after Election Day. Well, uh, as predicted, we've got a doozy of such a concern coming to light today in the great state of Kentucky, and I'm trying to make sense of it even as we go to air, trying to make sense of it all, as they say in the song. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of people today, uh, trying to figure out what the hell is going on here, and of course, this is the problem, the fact that people like me, even have to spend time trying to figure out what's wrong instead of having a fully public process that the citizenry that the electorate can actually oversee. It this is sort of sort of the nightmare scenario that I always warn about, that I've been warning about now for more than a decade when it comes to elections. Now, if we have uh, time a little bit later in the program, I'll try to get to some of the other notable results from Election Day on Tuesday. But I want to focus for a moment just on Kentucky. Kentucky was one of two states holding uh, gubernatorial statewide gubernatorial elections on Tuesday. The other one was Mississippi, by the way, and that concerns a doozy as well. (laughs) That We'll see if we can get to. Well, I'll just toss it out here. The Democratic nominee was a truck driver that nobody ever heard of. The Democratic nominee for governor was a truck driver that no one had ever heard of that had done. No campaigning whatsoever. I think he had spent uh, maybe a couple of hundred bucks in total to get on the uh, to, to get on the ballot for the Democratic primary. And then lo and behold, what do you know? He ended up winning. And uh, running in the general election on to his, his family, I think he didn't even tell his family about it. Anyway, how did he become the uh, Democratic nominee for governor in Mississippi? That may be a question for another episode of the broadcast, because we're going to go back to Kentucky for the moment where incumbent Democratic governor Steve Bashir. Uh, was was termed out this year. He was quite popular. A, a poll back in uh, in July of this year gave him a fifty one thirty three approval rating amongst registered voters. That was very good, fifty one thirty three, and that despite bringing the dreaded Obamacare to Kentucky. Uh, he was uh, this is one of the uh, you know, deep south states, one of the few that actually set up their own exchange and so forth uh, for the Affordable Care Act. Uh, the uh, Kentucky's version of the exchange was called Kinect, K-Y-N-E-C-T, Kinect. And uh, as part of Obamacare, Governor Bashir also expanded Medicaid to some 400,000 Kentuckians. Under Democratic Governor Bashir, according to the Kentucky Department of Medicaid Services, uh, after uh, Obamacare in Kentucky, flu shots were up 143 percent. Breast cancer screenings were up 111 percent. Physical exams were up 187 percent. Cervical cancer screenings up 88 percent. Cholesterol screenings up 111 percent. By all measures, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, was a great success in Kentucky, and it was quite popular. And, oh, by the way, under Governor Steve Bashir, the two-term Democratic governor of Kentucky, Kentucky's uninsured rate uh, was cut by more than 40 percent. And the state employment rate was uh, near a 14-year low. So you would think uh, Steve Bashir quite popular. Uh, But he was termed out. And so the Democratic attorney general, Jack Conway, was running to take his place against Tea Party candidate Matt Bevin, uh, who was not a great candidate. He won in a uh, in a three way race, uh, a three way primary recently. Uh, He was not doing well in in the polls, uh, but uh, let's see. So it was Democratic candidate Jack Conway, Republican candidate Matt Bevin, a third-party candidate, independent candidate by the name of Drew Curtis. Um, Jack Conway was doing pretty well in the polls, was doing very well, actually. The the Democrat, Jack Conway, was beating Matt Bevin. Uh, Let's see, going back to a late September, a Courier-Journal-Survey-USA poll, had Jack Conway up by five points in uh, late September. In early October, a Mason-Dixon poll had uh, Jack Conway up over Matt Bevin by two points. A Western Kentucky University poll in mid-October, mid to late October, had uh, the Democrat Jack Conway up by five points. Courier-Journal did another poll in late October with Conway up by five points. Uh, another poll in late October uh, by a Republican firm. All of those others were, were media and so forth. Uh, this was by a Republican firm, Vox Populi. Uh, they found a tie in that race between Jack Conway and Matt Bevan. Real clear politics uh, polling average for this race going into Election Day this week uh, had the Democrat Jack Conway up by three points. But a funny thing happened on Election Day, despite Jack Conway leading in all but that one uh, Republican poll where he was tied with the Tea Party Republican Matt Bevin uh, in that Republican poll. Uh, Well, this is what happened uh, on Tuesday night in the election as Rachel Maddow reported the breaking news on Tuesday.
1: There has been a shocker tonight in the results of the election for governor in Kentucky. Polls closed in Kentucky a few hours ago, uh, and voters in Kentucky have just elected Republican Matt Bevin to be their new governor. Uh, the reason this is a shock is because all of the polls coming into tonight showed this going the other way. Showed the Democrat, Jack Conway, leading uh, by a pretty good margin in this race. Jack Conway is the state's current attorney general. He's already won statewide elected office in Kentucky. Uh, but the polls showing him leading here were apparently wrong. Matt Bevan has won uh, by a pretty good margin this race tonight in Kentucky.
0: OK, so there you go. Uh, Matt Bevin ends up winning in a shocker. The polls were apparently wrong. All of those independent polls by independent pollsters with transparent uh, methods of doing polls, they were all apparently wrong, according to Rachel Maddow. In fact, uh, the the one poll, the only poll that matters, the actual election results found Matt Bevin, the Republican, beating Jack Conway. Uh, 52.5 to 43.8, so uh, about nine points. Uh, he trounced them. Uh, really, that's considered a landslide these days, a nine-point race with the Republican over the Democrat in the great state of Kentucky. Now, if you consider the, uh, the pre-election polls, which showed Conway up by an average of three, now we're talking about a swing on Election Day of 11 or 12 points. Now, one of the many concerns and problems about that uh, race is is that though Kentucky now has hand marked paper ballots in much of the state, they used to have all uh, uh, touch screen systems. Now they have hand marked uh, ballots in much of the state, in the uh, in in the, uh, the the largest parts of the state, Louisville, for example, Jefferson County. Um, but the problem is even where they have handmarked paper ballots they don't bother to stop and actually count those handmarked paper ballots they simply rely on what the optical scan machines say and this is something we warn about all the time on this uh, on this program at bradblog.com those results may be right but nobody knows. Nobody knows for sure because all we know is what the computers tell us, and we know for a fact that these computers often get the results wrong. I point you back to bradblog.com. You can look up uh, Palm Beach uh, County, my uh, uh, Florida. I think it was 2010 or 2012 when the op-scan systems there, the hand-count paper ballot op-scan machines, declared uh, three races completely wrong, declared uh, several winners to be losers and losers to be winners, and they only figured that out thanks to a a sharp-eyed election director down there who said, wait a minute, this doesn't look right, and she went to court to get permission to do a hand-count of those paper ballots in Florida and found that, yes, the computer got it wrong, and the company that made that op-scan computer which is used all over the country, by the way, uh, the same brand, uh, Sequoia Voting Systems, uh, the, the, the uh, person uh, the, who runs that company uh, admitted that, yes, there is a bug in all of our tabulators uh, that could result in uh, the winner being declared the loser and the loser being declared the winner and so forth. So we know that accidents happen, that these systems can simply fail. We also know that insiders have direct access to these machines, to these tabulators, as we saw uh, this week in, in Pima County, Arizona, when an election official was actually caught on videotape. We talked about it, I, was it yesterday's program or the day before, uh, with John Brakey, an election integrity advocate out of Pima County, that's Tucson, uh, who happened to catch this election official going in and breaking the security seals on the central tabulator after the public testing of these machines. They had the party officials, Republican and Democrat, into the county headquarters to watch the public pre-election logic and accuracy tests. And then they put seals, security seals on them. And then John Brakey, the election integrity advocate, went home was writing up a report, turned on his computer, turned on uh, to take a look at the security cameras that they happen to have 24-7 at this uh, election headquarters and saw this election official breaking the seal and going into the machine, uh, into the central tabulator where all you got to do is flip a few keys and boom, you can flip an entire race. So we know this happens. And I could give you example after example after example Uh, But for now, I won't. I will get into Kentucky's rich and recent history of election fraud by insiders. I will do that shortly. Uh, But there are many reasons to be concerned. And so when I hear Rachel Maddow saying, well, the polls were apparently wrong, it kind of drives me nuts. Because we don't know if the polls were wrong or if the election results were wrong because nobody has actually bothered to count the paper ballots in the state of Kentucky. And of course, nobody ever can count those votes that were cast on touchscreen voting machines. So we are simply left to trust in the reports that somehow or another the results completely flipped from what they were pre-election to what the um, unverified and in many cases unverifiable results uh, were of the election uh, as reported by the tabulators around the state. Now, as I said, I've been working on this, uh, well, all, last night and now throughout the day. Today, it is too soon to know what actually happened in Kentucky. We may unfortunately never know what happened in Kentucky unless some public records requests are made. Um. Well, let me do this because I want to get to my guest, but I want to hit you with this and then we'll take a break and we'll come back with with my guest. Uh, I mentioned that Kentucky has a very rich and recent history of election fraud of all types. We covered in great detail at Bradblog.com the the case of a spate of high-ranking election officials in 2009 uh, in Clay County, Kentucky. High-ranking election officials, including the county clerk... A circuit court judge, the school superintendent, a former magistrate, several polling place officials, all of whom were arrested in a massive vote-buying and selling and electronic vote-machine rigging conspiracy back in 2009, uh, which netted the criminals millions of dollars over the past uh, uh, decade. The federal charges included, uh, as I said, the county clerk and other members of the Board of Elections there in Clay County, Kentucky, having intentionally falsified election reports to include inaccurate voting results when they submitted them to the the state. One Republican election official uh, pleaded guilty after the arrest, and then the other eight were found guilty and convicted in 2010 in federal court. They were sentenced to a total of more than 1,000. Eight hundred and seventy one months in federal prison or one hundred and fifty six years collectively for rigging elections over the decades. This was in uh, in Kentucky. And as the prosecution described the federal prosecutor during the trial, uh, they were buying and selling votes during the 2002, 2004, 2006 election, and they were doing it for decades prior. And as came out in this case, they were even manipulating touchscreen voting machines at the precinct after voters went in to vote. In in include all of those people. In addition, uh, there was uh, others who were arrested as part of the conspiracy as well. One guy, Richard Brian Hubbard, who pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI after he was charged with sending a threatening photo of himself holding a gun to two people who have cooperated in the uh, federal investigation with officials. This is serious business in Kentucky, and it has been for a long time, and it is carried out by high ranking officials. So are you concerned about the fact that uh, results flipped from what the pre-election polls said they should have been to what the election results, the completely unverified uh, election results actually are? Election results, by the way, that could result in all of those people I mentioned, 400,000 or more Kentuckians losing their health care because the Republican in this case has promised to shut down. Uh, The the expansion of Medicaid and the other Obamacare uh, 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 projects that the former Democratic governor had put in place. He promised to shut them down. And so we are to believe that Kentuckians went to the polls and voted to end all of that new health care. Maybe they did. We don't know. And that is the problem with elections like this. And there are more concerns about it. And I'm going to talk about those concerns with my guest, Carolee Coons from Crooks and Liars. Uh, Right after this break, she found something that makes all of this even more troubling. So let's take a quick break. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. Hang in there. (laughs)
1: Welcome
0: back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com with you here talking about what the hell happened on Election Day in Kentucky uh, when the Republican candidate who was set to lose, according to all the pre-election polls, appears uh, to have won, according to... To the completely unverified election results across the great state of Kentucky has apparently uh, where where the uh, candidate Matt Bevan was losing by uh, anywhere from three to five points in the pre-election poll ended up winning by nine points. A huge swing over Democratic Attorney General Jack Conway, even though there was a, a quite popular Democratic uh, two term governor, uh, Steve Bashir. Uh, who was termed out and was leaving. And uh, again, as I said uh, before the break, as I've said many times, maybe the results are correct. But the fact that we don't know that the public has not been allowed uh, to oversee the tabulation of these uh, mostly hand marked paper ballots uh, is a very serious concern. And there are a lot of reasons to be concerned. And I've been talking to a lot of people today um Uh, including uh, uh, Bev Harris from Black Box Voting. I'll try to share what she had to say uh, shortly. But first, uh, writing over at uh, the great Crooks and Liars blog today, uh, Carolee Coons uh, says uh, her article is, Here's what bothers me about Kentucky's election. She starts it by saying, Kentucky has me stumped. Honestly, it does. I've been talking about it with various people, and it just makes no damn sense. She goes on to say it's too early to say for sure whether anything happened with those voting machines. But I worry that no one will even bother to investigate the possibility, given that the margin was so large. It is precisely because the margin is large that I think it should be scrutinized carefully. Oh, I'm with you, Carolee. Uh, she says, I look to my friend Brad Friedman over at Brad blog for guidance on that. When he has a chance to look everything over, I'll be back with his take on things. In the meantime, you can talk me down, because if it's the voting machines, we've got a serious problem. Bad news for you, uh, Carol Lee. I will not be talking you down. I will instead be having you on the show to talk about what bothers you most about this election. Carol Lee Coons is a researcher. Uh, writer and editor for Crooks and Liars, a great political commentary site run by our friend John Amato. Hey, uh, Carol Lee, welcome to the broadcast.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh,
0: really great to have you here, and uh, thank you for pointing out uh, at least, at least, one really important point, really important concern about the election in Kentucky, above and beyond everything that I've gone through in the uh Uh, in the previous segment concerning the races on uh, the lower part of the ballot uh, below governor i want to let you go through these and and tell me what you make of these make of this and then we'll talk more about your concerns
1: okay well specifically i started out with the assumption that generally uh your down ballot races tend to follow or come pretty close to to who's at the top of the ticket Mm -hmm. so i looked at jack conway's totals and he had about four hundred and twenty seven thousand total votes. Right. Um, Alison Lundergan-Grimes, who ran for Secretary of State, had 490, well, almost 494,000 votes. So there's a huge difference there. I mean, it's it's an over 60,000 vote difference.
0: So the, six, um, the Secretary and, of State on the down ballot, the Secretary of State, and right. she won. She was the Democrat. She ended up winning. She got 60,000 more votes than the popular Democrat who was running for governor at the top of the ticket.
1: Correct. And, and so you, you can argue, you can say, well, in her case, she ran for the Senate against Mitch McConnell, so she had some support, she had some infrastructure in place, fine. So we, we move on to the next race, which is, was for uh, Attorney General, mm-hmm. and that was Andy Bashir, who is the son of the popular <laughs> governor, in Kentucky. Right. And he had more votes. He had almost 480,000 votes compared to Conway's 427,000. Right. And he also won his race. And it he was, was a closer race, but he won it.
0: But he won. So the Democrat won for secretary of state. The Democrat won for mm-hmm. attorney general. In both cases, right. they got way more votes than the Democrat at the top of the ticket. The former uh, I think is a two term attorney general, Jack Conway. And right. the son of the popular Democratic governor, uh, Andy Bashir, is running to take Jack Conway's place as attorney general. He wins and he gets more votes right. as well than Jack Conway.
1: Right. And um, so yeah. I'm scratching my head. I mean, I I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking what could explain such a thing, because uh-huh. typically what you see is a pattern of of. A drop off from mm-hmm. who's from the top of the ticket down you general whether they win or they lose you see a drop in the number of votes cast for those offices It's right. like people will you, you don't see it go the other way you don't see it where your guy at the top of the ticket gets mm-hmm. way less votes than the ones that are down ticket from him and that right. just has left me mystified honestly um i tried i i went through in my mind whether it was the Kim Davis thing, that the fact that he was attorney general, but if you look at the is, where well, Kim Davis was, let me let won. me just uh,
0: remind people: Kim Davis was the uh, county clerk from uh, Rowan County, Kentucky, who had refused to give out marriage licenses. She was supposedly a Democrat uh, in, in this in this state, uh, and uh, so so you were thinking that maybe somehow what Kim Davis did, uh, standing against marriage equality, somehow hurt uh democratic attorney general jack conway Conway, who's running for governor
1: right and my thinking was because you know the whole thing there was a big legal kerfuffle he had to be involved in it Mm -hmm. um as attorney general so i thought well maybe in general they just went against you know democrats voted against him but that doesn't make any sense (laughs) it does not make that kind of especially when he won the county where Tim davis was you know, lives in Concord County. So. The
0: Democrat Jack Conway ended up winning in Rowan County?
1: Yes, by okay. 3%. Okay. <laughs> yes. so, so I sort of discarded that argument. Uh, there was an independent candidate who ran, but the number of votes that he garnered altogether,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, even if you gave them all to Jack Conway, which would be unreasonable uh, to do, if you gave them all to him, it still wouldn't come up to the level to exceed any of these other Democrats. So that argument, it's not an ind- The independent really didn't mm-hmm. factor that much into that race. Uh, so there was that. And I, so that's an argument that I got rid of. And then uh, I've been told that there were big ad buys at the end of the campaign, and now the 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 science I've read on that says that you can you know like for every million that you spend on an ad fight, you move you might move the electorate one percentage point, point. Mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm pulling that out of a past article that I read, so it might be a little wrong on the math, but it's right around in that mm-hmm. that neighborhood. And so they bought a million dollars with ads in Kentucky, and how do you win by nine points? It doesn't. Something just doesn't make sense in all of this. Now, what, that doesn't mean that the, the voting machines are wrong. It mm-hmm. just means that something isn't clicking for me
0: well, on all of this. And and, and, and you're you're absolutely right, uh, uh, Carolee. And this is this is why I wanted to have you on, because, look, as I have said, I've said this many, many years, others have said it as well, that the sign of a successful election is when the losing candidate and the losing candidate's supporters walk away knowing that they got a fair shot, uh, but that they lost the race. And that is the best thing for democracy, when the losers walk away feeling like, well, it, we lost the election, we're, we're heartbroken about it, but it was a good election, we did our best, and that's that, and then we'll try again next time in, in four years or two years or whatever it is. But uh, you're you know an unabashed, I know, an unabashed supporter of uh, progressives of Democrats. I'm sure you would have liked to have seen uh, Jack Conway win that race for governor um, to you know to follow up after uh, Democratic Governor Steve Bashir. Um, but, you're looking at this thing, and you're saying this doesn't make any sense. Now, maybe it does make sense. Maybe this is exactly the way the results came out. But the fact that nobody actually bothers to count these ballots, leaving people like you to say, is this uh, a legitimate result? I would argue that's a grave threat in and of itself to democracy, which is why I've been arguing against these systems for so many years. Mm-hmm. I- now, Bev Harris, uh, who literally wrote the book on black box voting, uh, from blackboxvoting. Uh, dot org. I talked to her today. She's trapped. She's on the road. She hasn't gotten to look in great detail yet at this specific race, but she regards uh, what you found uh, in particular, uh, Carolee, uh the fact that these uh, down ballot races had higher uh, vote counts for the Democrats than the uh, than the governor did at the top. She called this, quote, a significant anomaly. She said uh, that this is basically, you know, they have the opportunity to do this uh, very easily due to the central programming in each county. All you got to do is shave a few uh, few votes She said the uh, results were problematic in a number of ways, as I described them to her. Uh, And she said public records requests need to happen for logs and uh, and and and, uh, polling tapes and so forth. Um, She's as troubled about this as as you were. And, you know, she knows how these systems work. Uh, This just drives me crazy, Carolee. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. I, I, I complain about this all the time, but you don't. Uh, you know, so I wanted to give you the chance to to vent a little bit, uh, b- a little bit about this and share what your concerns are.
1: <sighs> well, my concerns are that this is a testing ground for 2016. That's what my concerns are. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we, we've got some nice races here in some nice states. And if we're going to cheat, why not cheat on a low turnout election in 2015 just to see how it works out and whether or not anybody smells that rat? Before it actually happened now look i I will say this over and over again i I am not saying that Conway wouldn't have lost anyway mm-hmm. i don't know we don't I just don't have confidence that what i'm looking at is is the whole picture, mm-hmm. and that's really my problem with this i'm not I, I'm not one of these people that's out there saying there's some big conspiracy in fact this I, i've worked to try to get to where voting machines were an issue mm-hmm. on this and i keep coming back to voting machines that's my problem <laughs> and because i know the feeling else- <laughs> <laughs> right and i'm i've i've gone through now i've got county by county sort of all the differences and you, you know i haven't really had a chance to analyze those numbers i'd like to um, and but my gut tells me that when we dig into the numbers and we dig into the precincts, there's going to be anomalies in the results
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that don't are are not explainable. And that's why it's it's to me it's critical that we get explanations that we understand what happened, that those requests get made, so that we can be confident in the 2016 results because. Uh- there's a lot at stake, you know. I mean, yep. there was a lot at stake in Kentucky last night, and there's going to be a lot of at stake in
0: 2016. Uh, Bev, we just need to know. We Sorry. do. We No, we do need to know. And your concerns, and I know you're not alone, uh, this is what drives me crazy, that we can't know, that we can't know unless people get in there and start making public records requests. Now, one of the other things Bev uh, Harris from blackboxvoting.org told me She said until more records are um, are 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 looked at, that it has to be looked at as a questionable outcome, particularly because of the discrepancies in the down ballot races. The ones that you identified, uh, uh, Carol Lee, Uh, Bev says more vote. She says actually the same thing that you just said on air, more votes in those races and not at the top. That just doesn't happen. And uh, she goes on to say, look, they've got the means, the motive, and the opportunity to game the system. Doesn't mean that they did, but they've got all of that. It's easily, fairly easily done, certainly by insiders in Kentucky. And she says the fact that they don't actually, she points out that she believes that they do recounts in Kentucky. If anybody asks for a recount, they'll just run the paper ballots through the same computers that they ran through in the first place. They don't even do hand counts. At least that's what her best recollection is. Um, And she says, listen, if you have a bank and the bank decides that you won't really know if the numbers are right or wrong, how long will it be before some enterprising accountant at the bank decides to put a few dollars in their pocket? That uh, may—yeah— Go, no, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, I'm disagreeing with you. Yeah. I I totally think that's right. That it, you know, yeah. if the opportunity exists, someone's going to be an opportunist. And yeah. it's
0: yeah. and it's not only uh, for Democrat. You know, I wanted to have you on because you had concerns about this in particular. But you probably remember uh, my coverage uh, throughout the years, uh, currently at Bradblog.com. Uh, I went to bat for uh, Tea Party Joe Miller up in, uh, up in Alaska when he had a similar concern about his Senate race. I went to bat for crazy Alan West down in Florida, the Republican uh, down there, when he had similar concerns about the voting machines. Um, it, to me, this has never been a matter of right and left. This has always been a matter of right and wrong, and it's not just about— you know, any one particular race, any one particular Democrat or even Republican or even presidential, your concerns about the the 2016 race. Uh, this is about public oversight and having confidence in our public elections, uh, because if we don't, what the hell are we doing here? Right.
1: I- well, I was just going to say we've already got the issue of money in the election Mm -hmm. and that, you know, people's confidence is undermined because of all the the dark money in the election. If we can't have confidence in the count and we don't have confidence because of the money, I don't see how we have much of a democracy. I mean, I think there has to be some integrity in this process somewhere, and that has to be at the voting booth.
0: Well, there is integrity at the voting booth in that um, the voters are doing fine. As I always say when Republicans talk about voter fraud, the voters are doing fine. Leave them alone. Right. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's you know, it's elections and uh, the, the concerns of election administrators and insiders and the un voting systems that we use uh that is that is the biggest uh, problem and you are never going to have uh Carolee, you're you're never going to have what did you, what was the word you used um uh, integrity. integrity yeah integrity you're you're never going to have that in in other words people want to game elections bad guys want to steal elections uh you have to presume oh, really? there won't be integrity what what you need <laughs> to have well that's the best the safest presumption right you don't uh, presume the bank is... Nobody's going to break in. We'll leave the safe open tonight. You presume there are bad guys out there. The way you combat it is with oversight. And when you take away the citizen oversight, I mean, there is no way that... What, how many... Uh, was it was a half a million... Uh, what was the, um, the, the, the results? Okay, uh, just, just about a million votes were cast in Kentucky uh, yesterday in, at least, in the uh, uh, governor's race. There's no way... They had all of those ballots counted in time for Rachel Maddow to go on the air about an hour after polls closed and say that, uh, you know, Matt Bevin has won. The way they can do that is because they run it through a computer. They don't actually count those ballots. Nobody knows if they got it right or wrong. And we have media uh, folks like Rachel Maddow who just say, well, I guess the pre-election polls were wrong because the election results, they're always Right. That's not the case. We don't oversee them. We don't count them. Uh, uh, Carolee Coons, what do you do when uh, people confront you and say, well, you're just a a sore loser because you're a Democrat and you wanted Jack Conway to win? Or they say you're a conspiracy theorist at this point. What's your response to that?
1: Well, on the sore sore loser thing, I'm not begrudging Matt Bevin the win. He may have won. I just want to know that he won. I want to have confidence in the results. That, that's, I mean, I don't, if he won, he won. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel like these results are, are honestly reporting what actually may have happened in Kentucky. Uh, I don't, it, that, I, that's all I can say to that. What I mean, would
0: give you, you, what, would give you advocate, what would give
1: what, you, what
0: would give you that confidence, Carolee?
1: Well, I for me, I think the confidence would have to come from counting ballots. I don't, I actually hand counting them, not running them back through the machine again. I've worked. Um, as a precinct worker in, in elections, I, I know what these optical scan machines do, and I've, you know, I've seen them eat ballots and, and all the rest of it, and I know we try really hard to make sure that it's in this precinct mm-hmm. that the, you know when people cast their votes, they're properly counted and, and everything, but they're not properly counted until they're counted with eyeballs and, and actual human hands on the ballot as far as I'm concerned. And that may sound impractical. I don't think it is. I'm I'm looking at the numbers in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's impractical to do that. I think it could be done. Uh, Well, it can be done. It's done in
0: it's done in places like New Hampshire in the in the towns there. And they, uh, you know, they count all of their ballots by hand uh, in about 40 percent of the towns in New Hampshire. They're often done well before the. Debold optical scan uh, uh, towns in New Hampshire on election night. But look, we had the same problem going back to 2008 when uh, Barack Obama won in, in Iowa. Everyone thought he was going to win in New Hampshire in the primary in 2008. Hillary Clinton ends up winning. And everybody goes, "Oh my gosh, what a surprise the pre-election polls, you know, got it completely wrong. And this, they said, without anybody actually bothering to count the actual paper ballots in those great big uh, cities in New Hampshire. And, you know, this led to recounts and everything else where they had paper ballots. I don't know if we're going to get that in Kentucky. Um, Bev uh, Harris, again, uh, points me at at blackboxvoting.org to... The uh, the toolkit that she has available for people to make public records requests and and Karlee you got a big audience I know over there at uh, at crooksandliars.com. Uh they can start making public records requests all over the place uh, you can you can find that toolkit at uh, for, you know with descriptions of how to make these public records requests in the various counties and in the state uh, you know for things like poll tapes that were printed out at the precinct on election night, so those uh, poll tapes that are printed out by the machines there can be compared with the results as reported by the central tabulator and uh, you know on, on the websites and so forth because that's where we find anomalies all the time. Blackboxvoting.org/slash/toolkit.pdf and that'll take you, uh, you know, to that particular rabbit hole and bring you to a, a toolkit for making public records requests, the type of things that you want to ask for in those public records requests, uh, zero tapes, poll tapes uh, that are you know, d- date and time stamped, uh, modem logs, the statement of votes cast at each, uh, at each precinct and so forth, um, so that we can begin to make sense, uh, or at least try, to make sense of uh, of these elections and determine if if we had it right, it, it, I should say, if the machines had it right or if they had it wrong. Right.
1: <sighs> that was, and that would be great. I mean, if it came out that the machines had it right, it would be like, OK, fine. I, we're done then. We, we've done, it, done what we can do. Uh, if, on the other hand, they don't, then we can fix that problem.
0: Good luck. Glad you're on this fight, uh, Carol Lee, because I I need you on it. I need uh, everybody on it. I've been on it, as you know, for more than a decade at this point. And this is the kind of thing. This is the nightmare scenario where you have an election where the results simply don't make sense to a lot of people. And you have people walking away and saying, you know what, why bother voting? And what do you say to that? Why bother voting, uh, Carol Lee, if, if uh, you know we're going to have results that, that don't make sense to the electorate anyway? Why should I even bother to register and vote in 2016 as, as you see it?
1: Because you should vote, and we should find out if there's a problem before then. But your vote is still got to count. And what we're talking about here is trying to make every vote count. You're, walking away isn't the answer. It's not get, Walking away just means that there won't have to be any cheating. So, that, no, that's not the right thing to do. We want to fight. In fact, I would say that had turnout been higher in Kentucky, had mm. more people gone out and voted in Kentucky, Maybe we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. I don't know. I, I just don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, well, Something here that instinctively makes me cringe.
0: And, and, and that, by the way, is also a real maybe. And I would caution uh, you and others. I hear this a lot of times after an election, you know, after well, after the uh, New Hampshire anomaly. You have all these people reverse engineering the results. Oh, well, the reason why Hillary was losing in all the pre-election polls and she ended up winning in New Hampshire was because she cried over the weekend at a town hall uh, affair. Remember that? You can always go back and find reasons. You can find excuses. Oh, well, it was low voter turnout in Kentucky. And it was. It was just about 30 percent, a little bit over. It was 30.7 percent, according to the Kentucky Board of Elections. Uh, Really low turnout, except... Carol Lee, if you go back to 2011, the uh, previous off off year election, when the Democratic governor was reelected for his second term, the turnout there was only twenty eight point six percent. It was even lower. And yet the Democrat won.
1: Right.
0: So, you know, I that that would go ahead. Well, I would just I would always caution against, you know, this reverse engineering coming up with reasons why this result might be right. It very well may be right. But why should we have to guess? Why should we have to reverse exactly. engineer an election and, and presume, especially when we've got goddamn handmarked paper ballots that we can just count by human beings?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I want. In, and I want it in this race more than any other I've seen in a long time, because there's something that just doesn't smell right. I mean, I'm looking at these the differences and they just don't make sense. They, just, they simply do not make
0: sense. Go out and get it, uh, uh, Carol Lee. Let me know how I can help. I want it in this race as well, but I want it in every single race. And, and it starts by uh, people. Trying to make sense of a race that they give a damn about, uh, instead of waiting until it's you know too late and uh, you know well anyway you got the idea Carol Lee uh, thanks for what you're doing and keeping an eye on this keep digging uh, keep making noise let me know how I can help I'm gonna do my best anyway to try and uh, to try and stay on this but uh, everyone should follow your work closely you can you can find Carol Lee spelled K A R O L I It's a ridiculous spelling that ought to get her disqualified from running for any office, any time. But K-A-R-O-L-I on Twitter and, of course, over at CrooksAndLiars.com. She's uh, uh, Carol Lee there as well. Uh, Thanks, Carol Lee, uh, and stay in touch.
1: Thank you, Brad.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back uh, with a a few more election results that will either drive you crazy or not here on the broadcast. Brother, I'm Brad Friedman. Stay tuned.
1: What is known? And the evidence is clear. I'm not alone. There are thousands of us here. This is my
0: That is worth fighting for. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. Talking about uh, Election Day on Tuesday, what happened in Kentucky, and I'll get to some of the uh, other races of note uh, momentarily. I um, I, I called the the, uh, Kentucky uh, Attorney General's office Jack uh, Conway. He's the Attorney General. He's the AG, uh, as well as being the Democrat who apparently, we are told, lost the race for governor, could result in hundreds of thousands losing their health care in the great state of Kentucky. Um, Basically, uh, they said that uh, that they would not... uh, I asked if they were concerned about the results, among other things. I I spoke with uh, someone over at... This is, again, Jack Conway's office as attorney general, not his campaign office. Uh, I wanted to find out... You know, if there were more uh, complaints than usual to their election fraud hotline. Yes, they have an election fraud hotline. He said that they received 52 election fraud complaints from 27 different counties. Uh, and by way of comparison, they received 226 calls from 50 counties last year in 2014 when they had that big U.S. Senate race. Um uh, which Mitch McConnell ended up winning uh majority uh leader of the US Senate in in Kentucky. Um so no, there weren't uh, you know problems reported at the polling place that were any greater than any other time. I asked if he had uh The communications director there, Leland Holbert, if he had concerns about the results as they came in, he said he couldn't comment on that under law, that they're not allowed to comment on any sort of irregularities that may or may not be being investigated by the attorney general's office. He gave me the contact number over at the Conway campaign. I called over there to try to get comment. I've yet to hear back from them. So, you know, we'll we'll just keep looking at this. Um, This is what we (laughs) this is what we have come to in this country when we've got third parties, uh, often commercial parties, as we have in much of the state of uh, of Kentucky, a company by the name of Harp does the printing of the paper ballots and the programming of the uh, uh, many of the touchscreen machines. And based on the way you print those ballots, you can uh, flip the tabulators uh, so you got a third party doing that. You've got insider election officials who can do basically anything they want with impunity. And then you got a whole bunch of Republicans pretending that we need to be concerned about what voters are doing at the uh, at the polls. Uh, did You you had a thought? Uh, Desi Doyen, our producer, I know you haven't uh, piped in today yet. No, uh, no, not yet. You had I, a, a thought you know, on I, all of this?
2: Just taking what uh, Carol Lee had said about the importance of getting this right, because, you know, this could, obviously there's no uh, evidence of, of election wrongdoing, no evidence of it yet. But uh, this could have been or could be a test case for the 2016 election. My question is, mm. were there exit polls mm. You know, now, granted, uh, yeah. there are some issues with exit polls, uh, supposedly. Someti-
0: that's what they claim. That's, that's what, what they, they claim in New Hampshire. I would mentioned the New Hampshire primary in 2008. The exit polls also showed that Barack Obama was going to win. The exit polls, the, the, the polls that are taken when people walk out of the polling place. Uh, you know, so the, not not who are they going to vote for. You don't have to guess if they're going to vote. This is people walking out of the polling place being asked, hey, who did you just vote for? And uh, I've got audio tape. We could go back and find it of, of Chris Matthews saying they were looking uh, at MSNBC. They were looking at the exit polls all day as they were coming in. It showed Obama winning. I got a big, big pollster who uh, sent me emails saying the same exact thing. They thought that uh, Obama was going to win, and then the results come out, and boom, what do you know? Hillary Clinton won.
2: And it used to be so, that exit polls were were the, the way to double-check, uh, because exit polls were found to be very reliable up until the 2000 election, when suddenly... We had that big problem so in Florida. You can't
0: rely on the exit polls and then anymore. And suddenly yeah. exit
2: polls were discredited. So yeah. I'd be interested, and I looked them up, and I haven't been able to find it yet. But I'm interested in what the exit polls in Kentucky had to say and if they match or even closely resemble the results that were reported by the uh, by the Secretary of State's office and, in Kentucky.
0: And I haven't yet seen any of those. As I said at the top of the show, this is early stuff. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes in. I don't even know yet if there's... There were exit polls. Um, But, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks that this doesn't make sense. Obviously, Uh, Steve Benin, uh, speaking of MSNBC, says Kentucky's uninsured rate was cut by over 40 percent. State employment rate is near 14, uh, 14 year low. Maybe voters were tired of success and wanted something new.
2: Except in the other top tier elections that were up right, for exactly. Secretary of State and for Attorney General, those were Democrats that were voted in. Where the so. Democrats
0: not only won, but they won with tens of thousands of more, more votes than the guy at the top of the ticket, the popular Attorney General at the top of the ticket. Um, Brian Butler says condolences to 400,000 new Kentucky Medicaid beneficiaries. You just lost your coverage, perhaps with this new governor. Uh, um, and then uh, you know the son of the go- the son of the governor wins for attorney general, Andy yeah. Bashir, the Democratic son. All right, let me just hit. We got a few more minutes left, unless okay. you had another thought you wanted well, to get out. Well, uh, the only thought uh, I yeah. do,
2: I have one thought, which is election protection for 2016 starts now. We are a year out from the 2016 election, and. The worst time to try to start figuring out if your elections have integrity is the day after, after? the election. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this would be Tell a good time for people to start paying attention to the steps that they can take. You can take action and you can affect what happens locally and in your state and in the national election by starting now by paying attention to what's going on with your local election administration.
0: I'd love to hear from whistleblowers out there who who saw anything and know anything. Any insiders? We often hear from them. You can reach me. My email is Bradcast at bradblog.com otherwise I'll, I'll try to put a link up to uh to uh this toolkit over at blackboxvoting.org blackboxvoting.org slash toolkit dot pdf um and that actually links to another document uh to give you specifics on tips for getting the records that you want after elections um but go ahead to uh, blackboxvoting.org slash toolkit.pdf, and then you'll see the, uh, the link the, to the guide for requesting public documents.
2: What you can do.
0: Under Freedom of Information Act requests and so forth. Um, yeah, boy, drives me crazy. All right. uh, A couple. And and by the way, Bev Harris said specifically she'd like to see the detailed precinct results in in Jefferson County, which is uh, Louisville, uh, one of the biggest, I think the biggest county in the state, Uh, Fayette County, which is Lexington. And she says also maybe where Bowling Green University is, Uh, you know, records, tapes, uh, breakdowns of precincts. Polling tapes at those precincts and more. OK, uh, it's got just a few minutes left here. So let me hit some of these other races and we will presume for the moment. Who knows if these results are correct? These are the results that uh, came in after polls closed on uh, on Election Day. And almost none of them are actually overseen and counted and verified by actual human beings. For example, Marijuana legalization failed in Ohio. It lost almost two to one. Issue uh, three was on the ballot there. It would have permitted commercial production and sale of marijuana. But uh, the catch was it would be by what amounted to a monopoly of 10 wealthy businessmen around the state. Uh, So there was a lot of blowback against that. Not entirely surprising that it lost by a two to one margin. Um, it would have given a monopoly to these people uh, As on the, the growers. Yeah. To to the growers, to these businessmen who put the initiative on the ballot themselves. So not totally surprising. Uh, redistricting reform, however, passes in Ohio. This is a big blow against gerrymandering. It wins by more than two to one. According to the reported results, issue one uh, creates a process for drawing legislative districts to discourage dominant parties from setting boundaries that strongly favor themselves. This will require the other major party to agree to the map. That's some good news. In Colorado, uh, three right-wing school board members who were backed by the uh, Koch brothers they were recalled in a a school board election where uh, millions of dollars, I think, or at least a million dollars was spent in this thing trying to get these right-wingers out. They wanted a review of the history curriculum in schools uh, in this uh, Colorado county to promote patriotism (laughs) rather than, you know, promoting history. Uh, They have been removed. That was uh, some good news from uh, Election Day on Tuesday. In Virginia, uh, Republicans retain control of the uh, Virginia State Senate. Very interesting. Uh, no incumbent lost, and not a single seat was flipped in the Senate. Uh, Republicans keep control of the Senate uh, 21 to 19. Had just one Democrat been able to pick up a Republican seat, that would have made, uh, made it a 20-20 a tie in the Senate. And with a Democratic governor there, I should say with a Democratic lieutenant governor, he would have given Democrats uh, the majority in the Senate who could have then worked with the Democratic governor to expand Obamacare, uh, expand Medicaid under Obamacare, as they've been trying to do. That would have brought health care to hundreds of thousands of of, uh, folks in Virginia. But alas, that is not uh, to be, it seems for now. Uh, Issue 1 in Maine also passed, passed strengthening Maine's Clean Elections Act. That's more good news for elections. That will increase uh, uh, funding for the Maine Clean Elections Act by closing corporate tax loopholes, uh, increasing penalties for violating campaign finance disclosure rules. Oh, that's good. Penalties and sanctions would be doubled, doubled for violations when they occur within 24 days before an election. Tripled. When violations occur uh, within 14 days before an election, uh, so there's some good news there. Um, what else do we have? Uh, 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 oh, it, and I'm already mentioned in Mississippi, uh, where Republican Governor Phil Bryant wins his second term as Mississippi Governor. He defeated a Democratic nominee truck driver Robert Gray, who no one had ever heard of. Even Robert Gray's uh, wife, apparently, didn't, uh, didn't vote for him in the primary because she didn't know that he was running. Just amazing. How did that happen? How did this guy nobody who had ever heard of actually win the Democratic nomination? We don't know. We have no idea in Mississippi. We have no more idea in Mississippi than we have in Kentucky if the Republican actually won the race for governor on Tuesday. That is what has come of our elections in this country, and that is what we talk about for so many years on this program. It drives me crazy, but again, it's a short drive. All right, got to get out. My thanks to our producer, Desi and to our booking goddess, Cynthia Cohn. This story will continue. And to my guest today, Carolee Coons of crooksandliars.com. We'll be back with you, same Brad time, same Brad channel, tomorrow. Until then... You can uh, download, uh, if you missed any portion of today's show, download it at bradblog.com or over at iTunes. We post all of our shows online. Yes, we have transparency. Uh, you can also reach me. My email is bradcast at bradblog.com or on the Twitters and the Facebooks at The Blog. All right, we'll talk to you again soon. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. <laughs>